In the year 1993, Steven Spielberg brought dinosaurs back to life with the big screen adaptation of Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. It thrilled audiences worldwide and was the highest grossing film of the 1990s until James Cameron's Titanic was released four years later. It featured the most lifelike dinosaurs ever seen by human eyes. The biggest star of the film was undoubtedly the full-size animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex. One year later, another film with thrill audiences, although in a much, much different way. It also featured a full-size anamorphic, anamorphic Tyrannosaurus Rex, but where Jurassic Park's robot T-Rex was the pinnacle of physical special effects created by Stan Winston, this robot T-Rex was the property of a South American movie theater magnate who was selling it to a theme park in Texas. During transportation of the Robodino, the owner approached director Stephen Raphael and told him, the eyes work, the arms move, the head moves, and we've got it for two weeks before it has to be shipped to Texas. Let's make a movie. The director asked, what's the story? The owner said, I don't know, but we have to start filming within the month. Raphael took one week and wrote a script, and they were off and running. It is the film that would largely fade into obscurity until a mysterious early cut of the film was discovered in 2019. While the original version of the film was essentially a family film, this earlier cut contained graphic violence, blood, and gore. Mm. And it's the film we're watching tonight. So tonight on Death by Video, we are watching Tammy and the T-Rex. Whoa! F yeah! Here's a movie that you never seen. Some ninjas or a crazy death machine There'll be smiles There'll be tears You won't watch a movie for about Eight billion years It's time for death By video Time for death By video And now The show will begin F yeah. All right. Hey, I'm Kit. I'm Phil. And I'm Lil. And I'm Graham saying welcome back to Death by Video. It is a full Death by Video family show. Hey. The first of the year. Can, can you hear the love? Can Happy you hear the New love? Year. Can you feel the love tonight? Yes. As said by Sir Elton John in The Lion King. Or as yeah. I want to say, The Leon King. The Leon King. Leon yeah, that's... King. Yes. All right, guys. What was this? The girls? The lionesses? Nala or something? Nala, Nala. and... Uh, Simba. Sansa, I want to say. Simba was the boy. Yeah, but we're, we're talking... Oh, anyway. I don't know. I never saw the Broadway musical. The second one was good. Yeah, it was like a junior scar. It was cool. Lion King 2 or the musical? Yeah, yeah Lion King 2. Oh, Simba's Pride. I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. It was good. I mean, you know, it was cute. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize. I looked up uh, Stuart Raffle. Oh, he is an auteur. This. Yes, he is well known for several films. Mac and Me. Yes. Oh God. The yep. Ice Pirates. Yep. Mannequin Two on the Move. Yep. Starring Kirstie Swanson from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And some other dude. Yep. And Mannequin Two, Mannequin on the Move, answers the question of what the hell the mannequin actually is. Because in the first one, it's just the mannequin that comes to life. In the sequel, it turns out she's a princess from a thousand years ago that was cursed by a wizard to be frozen stiff until a necklace is removed from her, which happens to be in a department store in Philadelphia in the year 1987. And she has to kiss her true love in order to stay motion in motion. I definitely saw both mannequin movies as a kid. I always remember the second one because that was the one I remember them advertising on TV. Oh yeah, for sure. And I always got confused when I saw the first Mannequin, and I'm like, there's no plot from the Middle Ages in this. And the production company that put up both Mannequin movies, that was like a money laundering operation. Mm. 
was wasn't one of them with Kim Cattrall? That was, that was the, the first, first one. one. Yeah, you guys, you haven't. Seen and them? both had. I've uh, seen it. Yeah, and both had the dude from Designing Women. Uh, the African American guy. Yes. Guess who's coming back in Tammy and the T Rex? Oh yeah. Oh wow. What year is this? 1994. Cool. Right. Um, and it stars a very young Paul Walker and a very young Denise Richards. And so I saw this film a lot because it was always on space in the late 90s because it was very cheap because it was a terrible movie. And the and PG-13 it, the PG-13 cut. cut. And I watched, and it's very confusing. So I'm hoping that, I haven't seen the gore cut yet, but I'm hoping that tonight it will shed some light on what exactly was going on. So before we get into our film for this evening, guys, have we seen anything interesting since we last recorded? Yes, I saw video nasty extra. Oh, extra. Yeah, it's, imagine like the brood, but told from the throne, throwing some telekinesis and told from the perspective of a child. Wow. Lots of body horror in that one. It's heckin' gruesome. And All kinds those, of stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. New Line Cinema put distributed that one. That in. doesn't surprise me. New Line put out a lot of weird stuff in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like one of those movies, like, it's like best of the worst, they, uh, they reviewed it and they're like, Wait, this is a legit good movie. <laughs> really? I haven't seen that. Well, the Brood, it, who, who, who directed that again? I still haven't seen that. David Cronenberg, Right, yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That, that rang a bell. Yeah. I've got some David Cronenberg news when, I move, when we get to meet. Okay. Right. And uh, I watched uh, Dark Waters, finally. The Todd Haynes movie. Yes. Even though the movie's got some uh, based on a true story, man versus man against the system trappings. I thought you were going to say man versus mannequin. Yeah. No. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, you know what? Like, it's really good as a polemic, and mm-hmm. it's effectively made, and um, Mark Ruffalo gives a great performance. and It's really eye-opening in ways lots of movies of that nature aren't. Cool. You know, like a civil action, American Aaron Brockovich, stuff like that. It didn't really make me think about, you know. The greater the pollut- good. The pollutants I'm being poisoned with on a daily basis, but mm-hmm. it's really the hard dark to waters they good? Yeah. Cool. I, I, I had reservations about it, but I still, for the most part. Really liked it? I really liked it, yeah. Cool. Alrighty. So, Kit, what have you seen since we last recorded? I've seen two things of note. Well, we were talking before we recorded about Kioma, which yeah, has one I, of the I, most infuriating <laughs> soundtracks uh, which of all time. Because I, I, I told you guys it was a Buffy St. Marie. It could be a Buffy St. Marie I sound. I think it's a alike, knockoff, yeah. Because um, I, I heard it and I was like, that's that's like distinctive, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of like the, the, the treble, the wailing. Yeah. Um, but it might not be her. I don't know. But she was, yeah. I don't know, writing songs in the 70s. I could see her doing a film yeah. like so that. Yeah, so Kioma stars Franco Nero, and it was written... He's not, he's not a great lead. I didn't really? see I the like whole Franco thing. Nero. No, I didn't. I okay. did not see the whole thing. I'm a big Franco Nero fan. Maybe it was the dubbing that threw me off. The dubbing always hurts. Like, when you see the original, like, uh, Django in its original Italian, it's pretty, pretty dope. But, like, when you hear some guy who's like, I'm sorry I interrupted you, and I hope you'll pardon my intrusion. It's just, it's not so good. But, uh, yeah, Kioma has... So it was written by George Eastman, who was actually one of the actors in 2019, The Fall of New York, which we watched in our last episode. But um, Kioma is known, of course, for the soundtrack in which the songs 
uh, there's lyrics to all the songs in the movie, and they all describe the plot of what you're seeing as it's happening. Yes, yes, they do. In a Buffy St. Marie style way now of singing. Now your home is gone. <laughs> Kiyoma must go to another town. We, we have to watch it on the pod sometime. I didn't yeah. see uh, I didn't see the uh, the whole movie. But the interesting um, thing is Kiyoma, from what I recall... poster. Yeah. Yeah, Kiyoma's great. From, uh, I, so I saw it, and it's like, outside of that soundtrack, it's a pretty good movie. I really like it. Music is by Guido and Maurizio Derangelis. Oh, those guys. <laughs> I love their second album. Um, but that's not the film I saw last week. No. Uh, the what was big, that? The big one I saw was the Star Wars... Uh, is it I, Rise of the Rise Skywalker? Of was it called The, the Last Ra- Skywalker no, 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 it was called point? The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Yes. But wasn't it called The Last Skywalker? No, that was The Last point? Jedi. No, it was the never called Skywalker. that. The Last Skywalker. It was always The Rise of Skywalker. So, that's sort of where it's sell, these movie titles. Yeah. So, uh, Hard to remember. So what did you think of, of the movie? It was fine. I don't know. See, That's how I describe it to you. It's fine. Here's the thing. Yeah. I don't... I, I guess if mm-hmm. your whole identity or you just... How strongly you feel about these films requires this film to be one of the best films you've ever seen. You're going to be very, very disappointed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, if you're like a contrarian type, then maybe this is the best film you've ever seen. It definitely isn't. Um, it's I think just it's it's fine. That's that's a good word for it. It's a vehicle for um, and guess what? Kids like it, and it, that's what these movies are for. These movies a, are for kids. It's a vehicle for cool space shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? The uh, the little the little character, the little mechanic there, like Brent Frank or something. Yeah, I wish I could remember his name. He has like some name that's like hard K. That I, I want to say Burka, <laughs> Burkina Faso. <laughs> it's like but Brent Frank or something. It's like hard K's, no vowels. Because um, that's what I'm saying. Burn, burn. Uh, yeah, it's, it's ba- Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu right. Frick. He's a he's a great addition to the old uh, <laughs> oh, Star Wars can. He's so adorable. Uh, Lillian, if you haven't seen the movie, and he talks in like a yeah 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 voice. Babu Frick. Yes, he did. Like a Jar Banks of this movie. Uh, so, but less way um, less of him. Problematic. Yeah. I. <laughs> uh, it's just fun. And yeah. uh, this is, I think, the first movie where there's a one of those little droids, one of those little service yeah. droids, that where you can, like, understand it. It's yeah. not just beeps and bloops. I know, it's it actually like, talks. Hello, how are you? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Oh, technological advancements. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you by any chance read the synopsis of the leaked original script for uh, Rise of Skywalker? No. It's actually, I'm like, shit, that would have been a good movie. That would have been like real, well, like, he, he it would have been like a much better Star Wars here's movie. Here's the thing. I think what they could have done is just uh, cancel the second movie, get rid of it entirely. No, because that movie was good. You don't want to cancel well, it. Well, I'm just saying, if you want to make whatever, if you want to make a cohesive uh, trilogy, and mm-hmm. then just stretch out this last one, because there was a lot of stuff where so I'm like, much this stuff. is very rushed. Yeah. It's like, we just met that character, and now she's a key part it's of the like, resistance. What, what planet are you on now? <laughs> yeah. It's like, they go, it's very planet hoppy, and a lot of characters get introduced, and then like, who's this person? Oh, they're so important in the resistance, and now and, they're and gone they're forever. love, apparently, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, uh, the, the first gay love thing is such a cop-out, because we were all pulling for Poe to be uh, yeah. gay for Finn. Finn. And turns out, no, he uh, mm-hmm. he has a uh, you know a relationship way, with Carrie so, Russell, who happens so not, to be in the not movie. To spoil it's, uh, them, not, J. J. Abrams not to go on too much about this film, um, but so you know that thing in it where Poe was like, Ray, I have to tell you one Finn, last thing. Finn, Finn. Finn says that. Uh, it's uh, not what you think. There's something I've always wanted to tell you. It's not I love you. It's actually that he's force sensitive. That's what it was, but they had to cut it out for running time. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, force sensitive. Well, it's it's a way of like I'm not a Jedi. But I'm I get the force or something. But they, they then they let it left yeah. that half in so mm-hmm. the audience can be like he is in love with her and he does seem like it. Yeah. It seems like they've been uh, pushing that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
Uh, so I saw that. They shoved the Marie Rose Tran all the way to the background. Just like barely in the film. Mm-hmm. And as I said, the one lesbian kiss, it's like two characters we have not talked to. That don't, yeah, interact. <laughs> it's just at the end, I was like, yeah, yeah, kiss. And everyone's like, oh, whoa, it, I what? mean, it could hey. just be like their, you mm-hmm. know, their planetary custom for greeting each other yeah, and cheering things on. It could be like, like Russians, knows? you know. It's not explicit. It's a cop out. Mm-hmm. Um, so why even advertise it? It's yeah. like, it's like J.K. Rowling making her characters gay after the fact. Yeah. Uh, and then the other little film that I saw mm-hmm. was the David Lynch joint. Uh, what did Jack do? I haven't seen. I haven't watched that yet. You have not watched it yet. Nah. I feel like we almost have to watch it tonight, but whatever. Nah. It's so good. Okay, cool. I'll take it. By the way, do you know that the the monkey in it is actually the same monkey the that Friends was on Friends? Monkey, yeah. Yes. Yes. Marcel. I do cool. know that. Although it says in the in the credits, it's like Jack as himself. Of course, because he's a monkey. <laughs> Monkeys don't have names or souls. Um, so. Lillian, what have you seen since we last, since you last recorded with us, which was in 2019, Way last ba- decade? Last decade, yeah. It's been- oh, wow. Way to put me on the spot like that. Um, gosh. Just been uh, busy watching so many movies. Yeah, it's like such a blur. I can't, I can't really remember right now. But um, I did you guys check out Hidden Gems yet? Uncut gems. Oh, yeah, uh, uncut gems. I keep calling it. Yeah, it dropped gems. on a Netflix. Yesterday. But you guys, uh, you saw guys it saw the it in the theater. I saw right? it in the theater twice. Yeah, we we all went on New Year's Day to go see it. Yeah, yeah. Saw it Christmas Day and New Year's Day. So. Yeah, I watched it last night. And what did you think? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Um, whoa. Anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah, I describe I describe it as a heart attack for two hours. Yeah, and that's kind of the idea I had about it coming in, but I. I just, you know, I didn't have any, any, uh, any other notions, right? Let it, let it, let it do what it will, right? And uh, I just found myself thinking, oh my God, if everybody was, everybody's so impatient, everybody's just screaming at the same time, and it's just like, ah, 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 ah. and then before you know it, it's over, yeah. and you're just like, oh my gosh. It, it do be like that sometimes, though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's yeah, it was, it was yeah, it was, it was neat. It's a wild time, I gotta say. I'm probably gonna go see it in theaters again when it hits the paradise. I mean, it's already at the paradise. Yeah, it's been playing at the paradise for a while. But it'll be playing for a little while longer. Um, All right, so for what I've seen, I won't go through everything. I've seen a few movies since we last recorded. Um, Two of them are gonna be linked together. Uh, So I watched David Cronenberg's first film, uh, Shivers for the first time ever because it was on the Criterion Channel's sci-fi from 70s. that's right, I missed almost everything. Me too, other than... The Ultimate Warrior, um, but uh, Shivers was interesting because it's very similar to Rabid. It's about another like um, communicable disease, mm-hmm. and it's again about people going crazy and being kind of violent, but also just like super weird and, and pervy and lusty. Um, it was it was for like a first film, like a low budget Canadian film from the seventies. It was really good, but. The film that I want to talk about the most is the film I saw last night. I, I inadvertently went to the premiere of it, the Canadian premiere, which was the Shoska Sisters remake of Rabid. Ah, all right. Which for our friend. Uh, yes, Shelly O, the, the fabulous uh, fashion designer, she designed several dresses that are featured throughout the movie. Does it have extra large glasses that people wear, like from the movie Rabbit? Like, you know, like just seeing eyeglasses just those large 70s glasses those big frames no. that's what i'm looking for yeah no just the the, people got to start now, bringing or? those back it's set now okay so it's set now that'll answer your question so i mean no no no, no. but it's, they should bring them back is what they I'm should saying. but the because we both have those types of glasses from the dolomite movie screening that we went to 
But even yeah. larger than that. I'm talking yeah. like just take up your whole face almost. Anyways, it was I really liked it. I was not I, I like the the trailer that dropped kind of gave me a little pause and then it didn't it kind of got like middling reviews when it got released in Britain. And for a Canadian film, of course, it was released in Canada last. It got released in Britain back in October, it got released in the States in December, and it finally got came to Canada last Friday. So myself and Shelly O, um, since I like early on, like as soon as she's like, yeah, I'm doing movies for this, or close for this movie that's like a remake of a 70s movie and it's directed by two twin sisters. I'm like, is it the rabbit with the social sister? And she's like, yes. So uh, it was very exciting. So we go to, it's only playing at one theater like in downtown Toronto, which is sadly the Young and Dundas Cineplex. The, well, not one of the best theaters, but it wasn't bad. But, yeah. um, but uh, so we show up and she's like, oh, all the actors in the movie are here. And... I realized so sometimes Canadian films do this where like the the evening first evening screening at when they screen a film at the Cineplex at Young and Dundas they will do like a premiere and have a Q&A afterwards which I've been to a couple times and I didn't realize I just sort of like oh let's go over to the 6:50 show because it's not early in the afternoon it's not the 10 p.m. show and so like right away Shelley knows like the lead Laura Vandervoort Vandervoort I think her name is, she's the star of Bitten and V Wars, and she was in Smallville, and she was in, she's been in a lot of stuff as well. She was in, uh, if you look up her IMDb, she's, she's uh, had a great career, and she's awesome in the lead role. Like, I, I was, I want to say I was surprised by how much I really like this film, because it totally does not try to evoke the feeling of the original at all. It's set in the high fashion world. It's in Toronto. It's it's not like it doesn't really lean on the October Crisis uh, visuals that the original one did. It would be hard to. Yeah, and it's like it's 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 From a beautiful Trudeau film. To Justin Trudeau. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful film. Uh, it's shot really well. It's Aww, it's so nice to hear high fashion Toronto and yeah. Shelley like yeah. all, together. all together. I know. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, she's actually prepping right now to go to London Fashion Week, and that's in London, England. Which she's flying out to on February tenth, so she was kind of exhausted. Not London, Ontario. Not Fashion London, Ontario Week. Fashion Week. Hey, man, don't don't diss the Forest City. I've come around on it. Shout to Shelley. Yes, Shelley. I can't wait to see this movie. I'll and go her, again. And her beautiful, yeah. uh, beautiful designs. Yeah, I'll. Would you like some wine kit? Sure. Okay. God okay. damn it. God damn it. Anyways, yeah, that was, that was rabid. So, with that being said, uh, without further ado, let's watch Tammy and the yeah. T Rex, and we'll be right back. Let's do it. Everything in Tammy's life is just great. But when you're young and in love, life can get very complicated, especially when it involves an insanely jealous creep. That's my lady, all right? Late night phone calls. I want you to come over. Yes! Sneaking around in your own house. Do you lock the door? Don't worry. Your boyfriend getting dumped in a wild animal park. And a crazy doctor. Well, that's it. Who turns out to be a mad scientist. And if you're going to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs, right? <laughs> With an insane invention that only needs a brain. Yes! But this Tyrannosaurus Rex just wants to be a party animal. Even when you tell the truth, nobody believes it anymore. It was a dinosaur. What? It's more than a machine with a brain. I mean, it's a machine with feelings. We are on the brink of something special. Ah! We are going to be immortalized. Is that really you in there? Oh, Michael, what have they done to you? 
around, you poor thing. You gone crazy. Byron, I am not going crazy. This is just a little hard to explain. And that was Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy. Yeah, according to, so basically because the only uncut version came from, I think, like Italy or somewhere like that, Tammy isn't a name, so they changed it to Tanny and the T-Rex. Is, is Tanny a name there? Yeah, I don't think, I think I think Tanny is much more known than Tammy. I think Tammy would, people would be like, why did you name, like, it's like, Tammy say. like Tammy. Yeah, like, say if it was like, well, I mean, it's like, you know, Spammy and the T-Rex or something. <laughs> that would make more sense. So, guys, Tammy and the T-Rex. What can you say about this? It is the classic story of boy meets girl, boy becomes dinosaur. Boy loses brain. Boy, well, brain goes into that. to fight a gang to be with girl. Yeah, like this movie is insane. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a weird one. <laughs> Even for us. <laughs> but, I li- it's, but the thing is, like, the movie clearly knows that it's being silly and weird. Like, that's no, what I... I just mean it's not a boy... It's not just a it, boy meets girl story. What it reminds me of, it yeah. reminds me of, uh... Yeah, because it's, it's like a screwball comedy that you would probably think most parents would be like, oh, that looks like it's okay for little Timmy and, and Johnny. it was when I saw it in the 90s. Like, my parents... Re- I don't know if you remember this movie, but my parents... Uh, my, my dad rented uh, Meet the Applegates for me, for me and mm-hmm. my brother. Oh, I remember that one. That's... Uh, Ed, Ed, Similar energy. Ed Begley Jr. Yeah, yeah. Ed Begley Jr., Dabney mm-hmm. Coleman, um, and it looks just like a fun kind of, oh, it's a family of aliens, and they're hiding out, and it is raunchy and horny and weird. Really? And rated R for sure, and my, my dad did not That reminds this. me of, like, there, there, was a, there was a family get-together, I think in PEI or somewhere, with some family members that, I, that weren't close to me. They were, like, second or third cousins. And so we all went to go see them, and then, like, the, 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 like on TV, they put on, like, a movie for the kids to watch, and it was Revenge of the Nerds. And yeah. so it's like, no one's really listening, and then all of a sudden there's no. the... the inf- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, like, the scene where they raid the girls' dormitory, and everyone's like, oh, my... And, like, instantly, like, just one adult, like, just gets that laser parent vision and sees, like, oh, gets up, walks over, changes the channel, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah you probably should I remember that. this story... My my, my uh, grandma used to just run in front of the TV. If we were ever watching oh. something as a family and there was like, not even just like nudity, but like just like passionate kissing and like just like, you know, kind of rubbing up on each other, my grandma would just run in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and so instead of passionate kissing or whatever, it's just you my grandma. Oh, <laughs> That's going to create some therapy issues later on in life. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Back to this film. So, yeah, the film stars... Um, the director of the film was, like I was saying, Stuart Raffle. He began his career actually in the film industry as an animal supervisor on movies and TV shows. Oh, well, that explains some of the plot here. Yeah, he did oh, mostly yeah. the live-action Disney productions of the 60s and 70s, including Lieutenant Robin Caruso, USN, and Monkeys Go Home. Um, he was sued by Mike Henry, who played Tarzan in the film Tarzan and the Valley of, Valley of Gold, when one of Raffle's chimpanzees viciously attacked Henry. Um, yep. He did he also work on the movie Roar? No, he had nothing to do with Roar, which is... Yeah. Yeah. Tippy? Tippy Hedren and Noel Marshall. Have you seen Roar, Lillian? No, I haven't. 
That's cool. probably a future cool. DBV, man. Yeah, that, that's that's a movie that like it. Yeah, it's the it. most dangerous let's, film let's ever made. Let's do some Valium for that before let's that one. Let's do it. Let's use real lions. Yeah, forty of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're pet lions. Let's have them here while we're watching. It's somebody who never studied anything to do with animals, being like, you know what? I think we can live with big cats and it'll be fine. And no. And they were, weren't they? Well, one of those <laughs> cats, Neil. Lived with them in their uh, Beverly Hills mansion, and then they were eventually told by the city, like you cannot have a. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't one of them their pets? Yeah, like, yeah, they were. They all were. Oh, okay. Well, what happened was they they had to move out to like a big cat like reserve or preserve outside of Los Angeles because it was just too dangerous to have a a lion in their house in Los in like the suburbs of Beverly Hills. And how did well, this I was a domesticated lion? I guess how did it come to be for them to have one? Well. They, domesticated in They rescued one. I was going to say, yeah, you can't really call a lion domesticated. Yeah. So anyways, let's talk about this movie that we're watching because there are some there lions There are in lions it. in mm-hmm. this movie. So, um... Panthers. And, and panthers, panthers and yeah. cougars. And yep. leopards. So basically, we start on a killer dance sequence, which may or may not be a cheerleading thing or just a dance squad in the gymnasium at a high school with Denise Richards, her character of Tammy, of course, being Tammy from Tammy and the T-Rex. And the eponymous Tanami. Yeah, so it's a dance sequence, and then uh, and then Paul Walker runs in. He's fresh from the football field. He's a young-looking Paul Walker, just like fresh-faced. I've never seen him look so young. And a young-looking De- Denise Richards. They were all oh, super very young, young in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, baby faces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he runs in. He's fresh from the football field, and he and she says, "Oh, you shouldn't have," because she pulls out this like yellow tulip and which has a, a necklace or a bracelet on it. Those guys. <laughs> It's a yellow, yellow rose. It's a yellow oh. rose. Yeah. And she's like, you can't give me this because I don't want you to get in trouble. And you think, oh, is it her dad that's possessive? No, apparently she used to date a Gulf War veteran um, in high school. <laughs> he does wear dog tags for some reason. Um, so Paul Walker, in a sign of like, hey, I'm easy breezy. You don't need to worry about that. Eats the rose. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. That's why I love you. And then all of a sudden, Billy, well, the bad guy, shows up. Well, they also met her friend Byron, who is a, right. who is a fl- kind of a flamboyantly gay black man. Yes. Who's at least 40. Mm-hmm. Still goes, <laughs> hangs out with all these yeah, high school very kids. Very proud of his African heritage. Yeah, yeah he wears yep. like the, the kufi the shiki, and stuff. Yeah. The shiki. Yeah, and do we want to say this is kind of an okay portrayal of homosexuality? Because it's he's hard. just there. They just accept him. Like, there's no, like, no one really gets weirded out by the fact that he's, he's, and, like, there, he drops massive, like, I'm not interested in that about boobs yeah, and there's, stuff. Yeah, there's some kind of eye-rolling gay jokes, and then some kind of, ooh, that was a bit, a uh, bit off, but, um, but everybody accepts him. Fine. His father, who's a cop, accepts him. I didn't him. think anything. No, just like the the two cops later, like don't want to drop anything around this guy. Yeah, but those guys were clearly meant to be redneck jerks, though. Yeah, right, those guys but they're, are jerks, they're, but they're they were just kind of like watch out for that guy. They're, well, they were they were mm-hmm. comedic relief. I think we were supposed yeah. to laugh with them rather than. I think we're supposed to laugh at them as to be opposed honest. to like the serious gravitas of the rest of this movie. It it is yeah. a silly silly movie. I'm just mm-hmm. just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I I mean, I think it's a case of, like, just because a film they do, shows they something. They do mine his sexuality for humor a little bit, is what I would say. But other than yeah, that, I don't know. Especially the morgue scene. Yeah, yeah, especially mm-hmm. the morgue scene. we two in, like, an hour. Oh, God. We're going to try and figure out a way to, to keep our, our reviews condensed. Yeah. So, we start off there. So, at this point, uh, we meet Billy the Bad Guy and his gang of, like, adult goons that's, for some reason, are banned from a high school. 
Um, and they, him and uh, for some reason, <laughs> him and uh, and Michael, that's the name of Paul Walker's character, engage in a fight on school grounds. Oh, and this is the epic ball grabbing yeah, fight. So or becomes, dick gra- I thought they were grabbing each other's dicks, but no, yeah. they're going for the for the sacks. The test- apparently. Yeah. Well, they, what was it? They called it a testicular standoff or something. Yeah, that's right. So they like after like a couple minutes of like trying to slam each other into the ground. Oh, and this is yeah, like again, like Byron's getting like a little excited there on the mm-hmm. sidelines, like ooh. But, anyway, and Billy's doing no, some wasn't. like wrestling elbow drops. Yeah, like he keeps tra- dropping out, which don't work in real fights. I'm just squirming more than you guys about all this ball and dick squishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a bit disconcerting. Um, but uh, no, so anyways, like Billy reaches up and grabs Michael's junk, and then Michael, in retaliation, grabs his junk, and it's a junk off. And then the police show up, and the police are like, "Billy, you've been banned from the school." Okay, on the count of three, let go. One, two, three. No one lets go. And then eventually they let go, and Billy's on the ground, like squirming in pain. And Michael is just kind of like, "Ah, oh, I'm okay." And Byron's like, "Like, what's the matter, Michael? Like, shouldn't you, you be got in pain?" No balls. Yeah, yeah, one of the cops, the cops is like, says, "Don't you, you have any balls, balls, son?" And Michael's like, "I'm wearing a cup." It's like, of course you are, because you're where you came from football practice. Yes. Yeah. Old- slam, Billy. It was the old bait and switch. You might want to think again before you grab somebody's junk, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, he, he, he doesn't. And then from there, Denise Richards goes home. Uh, Michael goes home. And Michael's like listening to some uh, not quite grunge music. It's like it's, it's almost like Aerosmith of that era, but Aerosmith, but mixed with Pearl Jam and a, and a hint of STP. Did you say Aerosmith, but more white? No, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> a more white version of Aerosmith. It's like a melange of yeah. the uh, early 90s rock radio. Alt rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she, he Aerosmith's gets a, not exactly alt rock, but, you know. He gets a call from, from Tammy, who's like, hey, I want to see you come over. So he races over in his truck, and she's like, don't get caught. So he climbs up the lattice into her, into her window. But at the time, he's doing that. Dun dun dun! Two of the girl members from from Billy's gang drive by. Hey, shit disturbers, as I yeah. like to call them. Yeah, and so they're both like, "Can you believe that? That's Michael crawling into Billy's girl's place." And and Billy is throughout the entire movie just like, "I own you. You're mine. He's Don't very, you understand very, that?" Yeah. yeah. So they. So they call in the reserves, him. apparently, of like yeah, three so carloads. There's just a full blown home invasion. Yeah. Well, when, when Michael gets when he, when he first gets in there, it, it's I guess Denise Richards seems a little drunk. Tammy seems a little <laughs> drunk, and um, like she's got one of these antique phones. Like yeah, her, her no, phone. She's got the antique phone. Yeah, no, yeah. she does. She's got like this her weird. Line. Yeah, mm-hmm. her own line. We figured it out. And it like, so be. she knocks something gets knocked over. She, and, she, yeah, she, and she gets a call she, from her father, and well, she knocks over the phone or something like that. Yeah, Michael falls into the phone, and she gets a call from her father. Well, there are it, two it, no, landlines no, no, in this it's house. Really, it's really cute because um, they had that whole fight earlier, the two guys, and then she runs away. He wants to talk to her, but she runs away, and then she calls. He's all. They're both crying in their own beds. By sort of, phones. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a black eye. Uh, yeah. She calls him up and says, I want you to come over. He's so happy. She he, has to be super, yeah. He's thirsty, yeah. You know, climb up the window. Here's my thing. Okay, 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 okay. Turns out he makes this huge tumble coming in. And he <laughs> finds really that lone yeah. condom in his Oh, right. Remember that? When he pulls the condom out of the drawer and he's like kissing it for luck. Like, yay, we found each other. Anyway, they're making all this noise and... Anyway. Her dad calls, calls her because and then, apparently... <laughs> and then she's like, sorry, dad, yeah, I, I knocked I, my dictionary over. No, I dropped over. my dictionary. Yes. 
That was the best line of the the movie, guys. It's one of the best for sure. Right there. And so at this point, the gang shows up and they like just force their way into the house and and Tammy's father's just like, now see here, oh, call the police. We're being invaded by a gang. And like Billy, like first of all, I want to know, how did Tammy ever date this Billy guy? Because he seems like... Everybody's asking that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he comes off as sweet and innocent there in the uh, the first few months. He just came in and claimed her type of thing and wouldn't take no for an answer until uh, Mr. Paul Walker came. Mm -hmm. You know, she she liked... He walked uh, on in. Walked on in, yeah. She liked Michael when he ate the flower. She likes likes boys that are a bit crazy, so I guess maybe she thought that... uh, (laughs) Billy is, like, psychotic, like... Yeah, she she knows that now, I'm saying... He runs a white (laughs) gang in suburban California. When he was trying to woo her... Uh, maybe he came off as a bit more sweet. I don't know. I'm, Hi, I'm, I'm a 42-year-old her- Gulf War veteran, and I wear my dog tags. Would you like to date 16-year-old girl? Guys, what about Sally Field and the guy she was running away from marrying? Like, how did that even happen? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's so many romantic <laughs> comedies like this. Yeah. But yeah, this dude probably runs a gang in, like, Orange County yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so at this point, Mr. Mike... Salt. Yeah. So so Mike's got a he's, he's got, got a cut and run. Yeah, so he gets out of there, but he leaves his jacket behind, which tips off the gang that they were in there. By the way, they they burst into her room and she's not like, Call the police, we're being invaded. She's like, There's nothing wrong. You don't owe me. He's like, Why aren't you gonna understand that you're mine and that's that? And I'll be back for you later. So they race off. They catch Michael. They well, beat- they, well, they chase, they chase him down and he's he's yeah. running. He, Paul Walker is running, running scared. And he runs through the street. Uh, anybody? Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I made a reference. I made a reference to a movie that Paul Walker's in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and these cars. Like, was these, waiting these for it three, too. These three jeeps. They're they're full of white kids. Oh, white kids! That's just a fast and furious chase. Oh, one might say it's almost too fast. Yeah, yeah. and too furious. furious. Yeah, but uh, like he's, he's trying to go into the blue. <laughs> Yeah, an obscure Paul Walker <laughs> yeah. movie. Anyway, he's bad at running he's, away. Yeah, because he's running through this Pleasantville. But he, he like, he's being chased by cars, and he's, like, running straight down the down middle the street, of the street. Yeah. Instead of, like, oh, I'll, Cutting I'll run through off the bushes yeah. or run, run over Somewhere a fence. Somewhere a car can't go. A tree. No, no, he's like, kidding. no, I'm going to go straight down the fence. No, I'm going to veer off the road now into a driveway where they can also mm-hmm. run into. And it's just, he's bad. And they catch him, and they yeah. beat him, and then they throw him in the trunk, and they're like, we're going to let him go in the animal sanctuary. Which houses like a lion, which they can just drive into easily, which houses a lion and a panther and some other stuff. Just, just all the wild cats that you can think of. Yeah, so it's like African lion safari or something. And then what happens next, guys? Wi- wild, wild things. Wild beat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, didn't we say that the guy in here was from Weekend at Bernie's and he was totally channeling Robert Downey Jr. like left, right, and center? Oh yeah, yeah. What's, yeah, a, what's yeah. his face? The, 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 well, his the real name is is well, not that Terry Kaiser. Terry Kaiser. Terry Kaiser. He's actually made an appearance Terry in this film by yeah. the time we get to this plot point. We're introduced to him mm-hmm. briefly because he has a robotic dinosaur for some reason. Yes. Yeah. And he's like oh, figuring out a way to put human brains into robotic dinosaurs. That's his whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's his goal. And he's got a weird. He's got assistant. A, he's got two weird assistants. He has his nurse Helga or yes, Helga. Two. He's got three weird assistants. Mm-hmm. He's and got the, the nurse Helga, guy. the short guy, and the muscle bound guy. The muscle guy. And the muscle yeah! And the muscle guy is used to show like I'm stronger than a Tyrannosaurus robot, and then turns out he's not. And then the short guy wants to only have robotic robots, but the doctor was his name like Gunther or something, something German. He's, he's just like, like or something. Yeah. He's just like no, there must be a brain in it. 
Um, so anyways, at this point, Paul Walker... This is very RoboCop, too. Yeah. Paul Walker gets abandoned in this African Lion Safari area, and he gets attacked by a big cat and has kind of his guts ripped out. And so he goes to the hospital. And then, you know, Denise Richards and Byron are, like, in the hospital, like, crying and weeping. This is where we meet um, uh, Mike, Michael's Uncle Bob, yeah. who is a drunk who just spends the entire time in that hospital room just, like, drink, sipping from a whiskey bottle or from a flask that Byron then is like, ooh, don't mind if I do, and has some of it, too. And But he's just constantly like, bleh, bleh. that's Uncle Bob. Um, then what happens next, guys? Oh, well, then, um, so, well, it's a weird hospital, by the way. When we when, when they come in to meet him, there were all sorts of weird patients that kind of, I don't know, it looks like, it's like a wrestling, I don't know, sort of. But, um. Like a wrestling <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, it was Because when I walk in, there's, like, someone bleeding out of their abdomen who just falls over. Yeah. And they allow doctors to smoke in the hospital. And there's, like, some karate guy with broken fists as well. I guess that's where I was thinking the wrestling. But uh, then, yeah, Gunther and Helga come in. He's smoking Gunther. a cigarette. Gunther. Um, and he's been tipped off that there's somebody who uh, might be... And you know that he's a, a doctor and she's a nurse because they're both wearing those white medical jackets. Right. They just stroll in. They talk to the uh, receptionist. Uh, Helga tells the receptionist, You got stupid <laughs> nails. Wait, wait. And it's the best. Like she's pra she's practically like got tassels under her. Uh, yeah, she's nurse wearing the thing. It's the best. Basically, the best. like the Julia Roberts uh, outfit from Pretty Woman. She's wearing like, the super like sexy, and her hair's all like up and lipstick and earrings and everything. And she's got the anyway. It's funny. <laughs> Sorry, it's not Doctor. It's not. Um, it's not Gunter. It's Doctor Wachen. Well, that's his last name. Wackenstein. Wackenstein. I think it's Gunther, Gunther Wackenstein. Wackenstein. Wackenstein, yes. Hmm? Very, very... Based on Mary Shelley's Wackenstein. Yes. yes. Stein. Where were we, guys? So, uh, um, so, so uh, they, they waltz into the room, um, and of course, you know, Denise and, and, and Byron are very trusting because they've got the white coats on, so they're definitely doctors. And it's it's such a over-the-top comedy scene, like, Gunther gets on top of the bed, and he's like, oh no, there's no pulse, and he well, yeah, starts pumping his chest. Helga, like, just, like, c cuts off the, yeah. the, 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 whatever it is, the, no, the heart monitor. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they don't kill him, they don't want him dead, yeah. but they want them to think that he's dead. Yeah, so, so. they can sneak out. Which they do terribly, like and like no nurses mm -hmm. come, like oh my god, there's there's it's flatlining, a flatlining. Yeah. No, it's just like it's it's a comedy, it's a comedy. Yeah, it's malpractice. So so Byron and and uh, and Tammy pass out from shock; they faint. And uh, Gunther goes around to grab the car while Helga pushes the body out on a gurney, and so like she kind of like. Just like easily, just like goes right through the hospital, slips him right out the door, and they go to like put him in the back of not even like a fake ambulance, but into the back of like a, a it's like a station wagon. Yeah. yeah. So was it all just like random? Uh, like what was their point? They wanted to put some emotion into the machine. Well, they needed. I think Gunter's point was he needed to follow it and see what it does. Uh, a brain is a brain. the most advanced computer. Is his his exactly. idea mm -hmm. that uh, it can it can be better than a, a computer can't feel mm -hmm. and think. And, yeah. Well, he. We're gonna probably gonna get to it in a few scenes, but there's, the motivation is like the the dinosaurs are sort of like the guinea pigs, you know. Mm -hmm. You bring human brains like into like say like we can put end it in, death. Like, your yeah. dead dog, you can just end death and mm -hmm. you know. yeah, keep their people's pets going. Put your bodies, put your brain into a new body, yeah. keep it going. Um, but when he, we should also point out that when he gets to when Gunter gets to the. The hospital room he asks denise richards like so are you related to him and she's like no i'm his girlfriend and he's like oh 
would you say your boyfriend is like well adjusted and she's like yes very well adjusted he's the nicest person I ever met and he's like good and that's when he decides okay we're cut we're taking this guy's brain so they sneak him out and like he keeps popping popping okay, up awake Hey, your brain's coming with me exactly um so they sneak him out and as he, he they're about to put him into the car he keeps popping up awake and like so helga like injects him with like a tranquilizer and he passes out then he wakes up again and he's like oh i had this dream and you were there and you were there and you were there and finally helga just punches him out she punches him out at least twice. Exactly, and like the assistant is there like, was good gonna... because he was just mm-hmm. really making a bad Wizard of Oz reference. It was kind of yeah. cheesy. So well, I was glad that she welcome, him out. welcome, yeah. Um. Anyways, and then, so and then and then they show the muscle guy, and you're wondering what he's doing there. But then we find out they can control his kicks and his. Oh wait, wait. wait. Yeah, so we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. So they they put him in there, and they like. So this is when the gore in the film really takes off. The stuff that was I never saw before. When they cut open Paul Walker's skull. This with, is like Evil Dead gore. With a hacksaw. Or no, sorry, not a hacksaw. A jigsaw. They go and cut his brain off. And so the the they, he's basically there like, what is going on? This is crazy. And and uh, they start like poking his brain. It's like, this controls his arm. This controls his leg. And so like the, the muscle guy is like, oh my God, this is crazy. And it's like, and this one is for fun. And all of a sudden he starts poking it and you see a bulge erupt from his, or come up from underneath his hospital. A tent. Yeah, a tent is pitched. And you're just like, oh my God. Like he is, you know, they're, they're getting very, very... This is this is one horny movie. There's a lot of uh, horning up in this film. Yeah, not as Lots horny as up. Under the Silver Lake. If you've ever seen that film, I have not yet. Oh, it's a good one. Started watching it again. If you were like a this mad scientist dude and you managed to get a T Rex with a human brain inside it, wouldn't you get be horny all the time too? I, I guess I would. I've never been in that position. I would argue probably not, but. <laughs> Anyway, these yeah. doctors are just horny for each other all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. They just can't well, keep their hands off each other. excited about what they've accomplished. Yeah, they're hot for science. So what you see happening next is they finally rip the brain out, and then they put the brain... The bodybuilder, by the way, is vomiting at this point. Yeah, he's like really grossed out by the whole situation. So it's, they, a, it's a gross mm-hmm. scene, yeah. Yeah, so they, they put the body in the... <clears throat> In the T-Rex, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, he can move his hands, he can move his eyes, he can move his arms, he can move his head, and then they're like, okay, tomorrow when the brain fully wakes up, we'll come back in and lobotomize him so we can easily control him. Unfortunately... And they also staple Paul Walker's... Skull back together to be like, we'll just ship him back and no one will know the difference. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure someone will know the difference, but nobody does, because they bury his body later on. And he's only got that uncle, that really... The drunk uncle. Yeah, the drunk uncle. Or as I tell him, a drunkle. Um, I don't mean that's it, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so from there, basically at this point, the lab assistant who's covered in blood from uh, sawing open. He's like a a little guy. He's Mm -hmm. like, I I don't know who this actor is, but. He's funny. Yeah, he's he's all right. Mm -hmm. So we uh, we are then the the muscle bound guy. They order a pizza. And the pizza shows up, and the pizza guy is the first one to see the dinosaur that's, like, alive. So Paul Walker comes alive in the dinosaur's head, and all of a sudden everyone's like, oh my, or, like, the pizza guy drops his pizza and runs away. And the muscle band guy's like, hoo-hoo, free pizza, all right, I'll charge this nerd for five bucks for it. And so he does, and they're eating pizza, and, like, the muscle band guy is dropping, like, his crust into Paul Walker's empty skull. It, it, very gross. And at this point... Just eat the crusts, man. Yeah, yeah, and it, Pizza bones, man. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point... 
um, the dinosaur lets his presence be known, and he rips the head off of the little assistant guy in a very gruesome fashion, and then chases the muscle band guy out. The muscle band guy like runs away, and he's like, "Ha! You can't get me. I'm outside." The dinosaur goes. The Tyrannosaurus Rex smashes right through the door, and then stomps the muscle guy flat. Squishes him pretty good. And this old lady is like apparently right next door to this medical facility on a payphone, saying like, "There's a monster here." And she runs away, and then the dinosaur goes over and calls to Nietzsche Richards on the payphone in a hilarious and cute scene where his little arms hold the phone up to his head. Every now and then, the uh, dinosaur's uh, arms Are get replaced with smaller little arms. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's and, fine. human-operated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so he holds the, the, the payphone to his ear to make a call to Denise Richards, but he can't talk, so it's just... But it's, it's, it's that voicemail anyway. And... Yeah. He doesn't get her. She's still in mourning. She's just... Oh, she's at a party, actually, we find out. But she's mourning at a party. Yeah. It's what teenagers do. do. Yeah. And when you're a teenager and someone dies, you go to a party My and drink My boyfriend died sad. today. Still got to make the party, of course, but uh, I'm going to be sad. Keep up appearances. Yeah. <laughs> and his body disappeared. Who cares? Um, so anyways, uh, the dinosaur goes to the party and s- decides to like get revenge on the gang that killed him um so guys take it from here what do- no prisoners no he- and he's Havoc pissed too because he's like he looks in the mirror <laughs> oh yeah there's a little scene where he holds up a mirror and looks at his reflection and, and he's he like body, like what they kind of did to patch it back together it's like stapled and you know He's not happy. He's, He's not, not happy. happy. No, not at all. So then from there, basically this party becomes mayhem. and, and uh, Well, it's first, it's like the little, what's his name, Weasel? Oh, yeah, Weasel. Yeah, the guy that... Uh, can, the henchman, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sean he, Whelan is he's his the name. First, uh, he's the first guy to... And he to notice he, the he dinosaur. Gets, he gets disemboweled. But he, he pee, tries to pee on the dinosaur's leg, and then the T-Rex reaches up with his foot and just slashes him, and all of his intestines just fall out of his guts, yes, yes. and he dies. And then from there, he goes after Billy, I think, right? Because yeah. Billy, Billy decides... sees him, and then... But we should point out that Billy... Oh, no, Billy, Billy and uh, the blonde yes, are Bill, now... So Billy tries to... Um, tries to get with uh, Tammy and she's like forget no you. forget yeah. you and she like finally like breaks and he realizes oh I'm not gonna get with her anymore so he turns around and he's like hey girl that's in my gang that's blonde let's do it so they go to her car and they're quote unquote doing it and this is when the dinosaur sneaks up and quote unquote <laughs> yeah well, she she starts mm-hmm. screaming. He's like, "I'm good, right? I'm good. I'm, right? Good. I'm really good." Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he's rocking her world, but really, because she's screaming in terror. As the dinosaur approaches behind him, yeah. So as they're quote unquote doing it, and she's screaming in terror, the dino, like the T Rex shows up behind, uh, rips her leg off. Her leg, yeah, yeah, and grabs her by the leg, really. Yeah. And then Billy runs away back to the party, be like, "There's a dinosaur after me." And uh, this is at this point, everyone's like, ah, shut up, you're drunk. And Billy's, Billy's just one of Billy's tricks. Even av- after he's getting lifted up by his head. Yeah. They're like, oh, Billy's just mm-hmm. pulling a prank. And then his bloody head falls <laughs> down. And they're like, oh, it's not a prank. Nope. And so there's a whole panic going on. Uh, Denise Richards al- has already left the party because she doesn't see anything of the dinosaur. Byron's still there. Byron's still there, yes. And then the rest of the gang, like, they're hiding under a car. And. Oh, right. The car scene. Doesn't that happen after he, like, brushes off Byron, though? Yeah, he brushes off Byron. So Byron's running away, and he trips and falls, and uh, the T-Rex comes down, and Byron is, like, terrified. Like, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. And so the T-Rex lifts him up with his hands and then brushes off Byron's... He brushes dirt off his shoulder. Off his shoulder, yeah. and Byron's like, oh, okay, and runs away. 
And just before that, he stomps on one guy. Yeah, stomps yeah. yeah. He, like he had guy, to, as you noticed, out. he actually like trips a bunch of people. He like sticks, sticks his, his leg, yeah. leg out, nice. trips a bunch 40 of forty foot tall tyrannosaurus like sneaks up on them and trips so them. So Byron with his is foot. one of the guys that gets <laughs> tripped, but he steps on one of the bad guys, and then Byron's there, and he just gently picks him up and dusts off his shoulders, sends him on his way. And at this point, this is where the guys from the gang are hiding underneath the car, and it's gruesome, Phil. Like, take us, oh, yeah. take it away. So, yeah, they're hiding, they're screaming under the car, and then uh, Michael slash T-Rex, he climbs up on top of the car, and they get flattened. Right? He has a little hop. Yeah, a little hop. It, it's it's pretty yeah. gross, too, because they're using practical effects, and it's mm-hmm. like, I guess, pressure trauma. So, like, little blood starts squirting out of his forehead. You, you see their brains it's, crack. Yeah, and, it's, yeah. eyeballs. it's pretty gross. It's wonderful. This whole movie is wonderful. Um, and so from there, this is when the, the T-Rex goes to Tammy, and he, like, goes to her window, and she's like, ah! At first, she doesn't notice that, like, everything around her is shaking, and uh, then she disappears, and the T-Rex, she's, like, fainted, and the T-Rex takes her to, like, this barn, and her parents are like, oh, my God, like, she's missing. And then uh, after that, uh, the T- basically, Tammy and the T-Rex have a game of charades in the morning when she wakes up because she's trying to figure out, what's going on? And he's like, first word, sounds like. <laughs> and he points to his ear, and she's like, ear, ear, sounds like, oh, sounds like. Um, uh, Rain? And uh, well, well, how does he get it to her to say brain? He he points sounds his, like so she. Like so first she points oh, right, to right, the, yeah. the the bracelet and she's like, "You want my bracelet? I'll no, no, give no. it to you." No, no, it's it's and he's like, "No, no." He points to it and it's like, my, and they, he eats the rose as a dinosaur to be like, "Oh, Michael, right, Michael." Because who? Why would a yeah, robotic so dinosaur Michael. not know about Michael? And then yeah, he gets either grain or rain. No, she, or... he does the he does the thing right with his two fingers. He does oh, the, he does like the trickle right, of right, rain, right. and she's like, sounds like rain, brain, and like Michael brain. I don't know what do you mean Michael brain, and she and then finally like he's she's she's like Michael's brain, and then he points to his head is in you. Oh my god! And then and then you know how she's a she's a she's a good girlfriend because she never wanted yes. him for his looks. It was always his brain. It was she's his mind. Instantly back in love with him. She's like, I love you so much. I've missed we'll you. Get your body. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. Did you guys Inner see her? Beauty. Did yeah. you guys see her at the funeral? She didn't shed a tear. She was like, mm-hmm. He's still here. His brain is in the t- in the T Rex. I'm all right. Everything's good. He's not dead. Yeah. It's a great scene. At uh, the same time, what were you going to say, Phil? Oh, yeah. In that funeral, like, he, Michael T-Rex is crying at his own well, funeral. Okay, but we missed something. because Before that, Gunter and Helga go well, back she, to their place. and She is peeling, literally peeling the, the muscle body. man and, off the road. And yeah. she actually, like, mm, takes a little lick of the blood. Well, like, she's rolling him. Because it is corn syrup. It's probably delicious. And but Now, some people say is it though? the line of the movie was, what was the line of the movie that we said? What was it? I dropped my dictionary. I, I, yeah, I dropped my dictionary. But I think the real line of the movie happens here when Gunter and Helga go back to their their lab and see that the T-Rex has broken out. And Helga's like, oh, my God, aren't, aren't your investors going to be, like, disappointed? He's like, what? Well, this is proof. We can show them. It worked. They're capitalists. They don't care about, like... <laughs> all they see are dollar signs. All they see are dollar signs. And we're like, ha, 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 ha. That's true. Um True. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, where are we there? So, basically, like, uh, oh, Gunter, and we do find out that uh, Byron's dad is the chief police of police. Chief, yeah. So, like, basically, well, apparently, his name is Sheriff Black. Yeah, and they're the only two black characters in the movie. Yeah. <sighs> anyways, um, 
who's originally from Detroit, we find out. Um, so, oh yeah, so Denise Richards goes back. By after- the way, uh, mm-hmm. Byron's dad is probably about ten years older than the actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so Denise Richards goes back to her house basically to like not cause any concern of like, oh my god, a dinosaur kidnapped me. I like her like, excuse there. It though, must too. have been a meteor. I was looking for pieces of meteorite. And that was the excuse. A dinosaur now, meteor? What the hell is going on here? So Gunter and Helga sneak Michael's uh, body back to the morgue so that they can bury something in the ca- casket. And then everyone goes to the funeral, including the dinosaur. And they're like, we're going to get this, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to get the body, we're going to steal it somehow. And we'll and put gonna... Michael's brain back in it. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. All we have to do is just find a body. Well, well they initially want Michael's, Michael's body. Yeah. But, but. They, after the funeral, when, when the dinosaur cries. Um, Real tears. Just... There are so many hilarious moments, too, because like when, when Uncle Bob is like, I'm just a drunk, and the dinosaur is like nodding, like, yep, that's true. But with tears streaming <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah, tears streaming. Yeah, it's very true. Um, you are a drunk, but I love you, no, Uncle you, Bob. You were the only family I had. It's less tears and more just like a Goop. small waterfall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One. Wonderful stuff. Um, and so from there... They go grave robbing right. with uh, Uncle Bob sleeping on one mm-hmm. of the gravestones. This is a awful looking uh, graveyard, by the way. Yeah, there's like one proper headstone and then two cardboard ones that they like wrote on in Sharpie. It's like, it's actually getting to the point where I'm thinking um, maybe they made this movie a PG rated just to cut out all the flubs. Because you can <laughs> see a boom mic in one scene. Yeah. You can see the doll, like in the reflection of the car, you can see the dolly. The dolly yeah. Um, pretty plainly. I'm like, oh, they probably cut out. They also shot the whole movie in like a, a week or something. So like, I'm yeah, kind of like, can tell. breakneck pace. But you know what? That I, I, I respect that gumshoe. Be like, we got a robotic dinosaur and we got a week to shoot it. Let's shoot it now. Um, so then they dig up Michael's corpse. <laughs> Sorry. To, all, all respect to Paul Walker, um, the late Paul Walker. They dig up his corpse. And guess what? He's already rotted, rotted apart, like as if he's been buried for thirty Crawling years. with maggots and, and rats. Five really chunky rats. Yeah, like I think they used real rats yeah. too, because they're like clinging to. Her oh, skirt. totally. And yeah. so at this point, Gunter and Helga show up, and they're just like Gunter holds like a scalpel blade. They throw Byron into the grave, and they hold a scalpel blade to uh, Tammy's Michael throat. Appears as well. He's yeah. like, rawr, rawr. and he's like, if you don't come with me, I'll kill her. And then Byron, to his credit, just like grabs. Helga and throws her into the into the grave, and then he gra- and then Michael knocks um, the doctor into the grave, and then they take off in the doctor's truck, which is conveniently big enough to hold the fake Tyrannosaurus Rex. Well, I, I mean and, that makes sense. He and by the we mean truck. it's Tammy and Byron take okay. off, and so they're like driving around this. So they swing by a morgue, and they've like got um, Helga and Gunter like tied up and, and gagged. You okay, Lil. Sorry. <laughs> that was so Sur- funny. Yeah, surprising. Of if you show up with a truck, yeah, you can fit any thing in there well, I'm just I'm just like <laughs> Graham said conveniently enough and I'm like well yeah they showed up in a truck they knew what they, they wanted what they to transport yeah, 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 of course. It, wasn't, it was very convenient because they're like we have to transport a robotic dinosaur we need a truck this big they were the ones who originally got the robotic dinosaur so they stole the truck from yeah. the delivery anyhow this thing was giant yeah yeah and so they go to the morgue and they start looking at corpses this is a real movie, by the way. I just want to point this out yet again. So they start looking at corpses. Nobody working at the morgue, by the way. Just nobody. No, the doors are unlocked. So Byron <laughs> and, and Tammy go in, and they start being like, okay, let's figure out what corpse what they want. What fucking wild animal safari? They just, like, rolled in there. Anybody Nobody's can, working. Like, no, no. No, no one works. It's the weekend. No one, wor- no one watches the door at the weekend. It. 
that's all good. So Byron instantly is like, what about her? And it's like, I don't want to date a woman. I want to date a guy. So they like look at an old guy. They look at another guy. And then they finally go and find some better looking corpses. And it was just like... They find one guy, and it's like, ah, he's kind of short, but they start, like, holding, like, like, Tammy's like, Byron, drag him over to the Byron window. Byron gets really thirsty so, for some of these corpses. Byron drags yeah, honestly, over yes. Drags over a corpse and holds it up to, like, the window. Well, they were like, Michael should choose. It's his body. Yeah, exactly. And Michael's like, eh, and he goes, like, let him choose. Yeah, yeah, he does, like, the little hand the motion. Hand, like, like, eh, okay, maybe, maybe, not. and then thumbs down, more. yeah. And so they get a black guy, and Byron points out, like, I hope, wait, is Michael racist? And she's like, no, he just wants to look like what he used to look like or something. And um, and then they bring a Chinese guy, and Michael's like, hmm, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I just assume that's what the dinosaur's voice would sound like. He was he was really okay. on the fence about the girl body. He was like, yeah, oh yeah, because yeah. Byron brings up the girl body, and he's like, mm-hmm. and he's just like, no, I don't want a girlfriend. I want a boyfriend. <laughs> and then Byron says, we could be like three sisters. Um, <laughs> This movie has everything. Um, and at this point, Gunter and Helga have like gotten, escaped, escaped and they like call the police, and the police show up. And uh, Byron and Tammy like take off on the with the truck, and the dinosaur flips the bird to the the scientists as they go by. But he's only got two fingers. So but we, somehow we assume- he manages. He thought I wasn't real. Yeah. <laughs> so he like eat. Well, he's either flipping the board or bird telling him we're number one. That's probably it. Yeah. Um. So um, they decide to because they run out of road. They decide to ditch the the truck. Tammy rides off on the T-Rex. Byron. Well, they, they, they first, they kind of smash the truck, and oh, Michael yeah. falls off it. And they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it uh, this leads to one of the lines that I think is the line of the movie. What's that? Where, uh, so Byron has to slow down the cops who are in hot pursuit, and it's his dad, of course. Um, while Tammy kind of, like, uh, gets gets away with Michael the dinosaur. She hasn't ridden him yet, but we assume she's mm-hmm. going to get on him. Ba-bunks. Not, come on now. Come on. <laughs> Very literal. They keep actually going, don't keep going. Keep going. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he slows down the the cop, uh, the the car. The 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 chief gets out. And he's like, "What's going on, son?" And he's like, "Leave him alone, Dad. That's my, my friend's-, friend's brain in that dinosaur." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that on my tombstone. That's my friend's brain in that dinosaur. <laughs> well, he doesn't know how else to appeal to these motherfuckers. You know, like just lay off. That's my friend's brain in there. That's right. Sometimes you got to speak truth to power. Exactly. Um, and so at this point, Tammy and the T Rex they ride off into the sunset majestically. And she's, by the way, got that red velvet mm-hmm. dress on with the uh, with the. She's got the choker. She's got this vintage and the crosses. Yeah, yeah. She, she's all that. Yeah. Dark Martins. Dark Martins. Doc yeah. Martin. Probably, she's yeah. got like mm-hmm. the kind of the waist chain with the crosses dangling off it. It's it's great. Mm-hmm. Very nineties. Straight 90s. hair. Yeah. Dropped gorgeous. Yep, yep. It's getting me nostalgic for, for a period that I actually lived through, but at the time thought was crap. Um, so, very the craft. Boo, it's very. Graham, boo. Just kidding. So, um, what was I going to say? So We all lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I was born in 2000. No, you weren't. You Zenial. You're what? older than all of us, Kit. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. That's a lie. <laughs> Um, so where so where are we now? Oh right, so Tammy. And the, I was pretending I was a baby. So they go was born. So the dinosaur and Tammy they go back to the bar. Yeah, and uh, they're there for a few days at least. And uh, Byron goes over on his bike because mm-hmm. he knows where they he are. He cycles out there because he remembers that's where they hid initially. And he's wearing his cycling gear. He's got a cycling he's jacket incognito. on. He's on a mission. He's on a mission. <laughs> the only black man in town the riding second, a bicycle. Yeah. Because his father is the other one. My favorite thing is when, like, when the guy, like, when the police chief is there and puts it all together that there's a brain in that dinosaur. He's like, 
man, I knew we should have never left Detroit. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so he well, shows up. That's just filled with RoboCops, though. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're on their side. <laughs> not not some goddamn Tyrannosaurus. So we, uh, at this point, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the police show up with Gunter and Helga, and they're going to shoot the dinosaur, but... And they uh, show up with state police, too. Yeah, like they, they show got, it's like it's a full thing, because they understand they have to take down a Tyrannosaurus they, Rex. They got the two deputies, uh, the comic relief... Uh, Heckle who, and Jekyll, or whatever they're, they're called. Orville and Neville. And Orville is played by Buck Flower, who I'm he's sure... He's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff, He's been yeah. in nearly every... It was in nearly every John Carpenter movie until he died. Oh, there you go. And, like, small, small parts. He was just, like, a bit character actor so we get to where we so basically like the police are there and byron's like okay we gotta go out there and just stall for time or something we need something white and not you and points to denise richards and so i'm like i know where this is going so they come out waving denise richards's bra and they try to explain like no that's my boyfriend in that dinosaur and that's my friend in that dinosaur but at this point like um well i, I this movie mm-hmm. has tons of little tiny jokes that made me yeah. laugh out loud like earlier when uh when the dinosaur first goes and and gets denise richards and there's a bunch of banging and stuff and you yeah. hear that huge crash mm-hmm. her parents are downstairs and her dad's like what the hell was that what's that noise <laughs> yeah and her mom's like well at least at least we know she's up and about yeah <laughs> <laughs> and of course the blender's on right yeah that, that'll cover up the sound of the house shaking yeah yeah this movie is so packed with jokes it's it's like I just hope people are appreciating it now for the fact that it actually knows it's supposed to be funny and not just uh, it, it knows it's supposed to be it's yeah. a screwball comedy is yeah. what it is it's just a raunchy one as it turns yeah. out <laughs> about dinosaurs um, and anytime you see Kaiser what's his name Terry Kaiser, Terry Kaiser. yeah Terry Kaiser. you know you're in for like a screwball kind of comedy it's thing true for sure well, he shows up with a tranquilizer gun, or what he says is a tranquilizer gun, but it's clearly just a shotgun with a plate attached to it at this standoff. And he tells the police or the police chief, let me go with this tranquilizer gun and I'll take him out. And Byron points out, why do you need a tranquilizer gun if it's a robot? And he's like, it's a very advanced robot. And the police are like, all right, makes sense. And, and the so, whole time, he's got like a cigarette in his mouth. He's yeah, like, he, he never loses that cigarette. He's a chain smoker. You know, like... I'm pretty sure that's how the director got him to be in the film. It's like, you can smoke the entire time. It's cool. <laughs> oh. um, so before like, smoking I'll bylaws. be in this as long as I can smoke. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking back to Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's, the corpse often has a cigarette dangling out yeah. of his mouth. Yeah, okay. Probably even in Weekend at Bernie's too. Just nah. one of a... Uh, he just does the head wiggle and we get birdies too. Terry Kiver's one of one of his writers. He's just like, uh, there's going to be a smoke. lot of smoking in this movie. You're in a hospital. Don't care. <laughs> um, so at this point, Terry Kaiser goes in and the um, the dinosaur just eviscerates him. Like just rips his guts rips right his out. Rips his guts out. It's not a great special effects scene because you can tell yeah. like... They, he's got like something in front of him. Yeah, yeah but yeah, still, yeah. it's it's gory as hell. Helga runs out and at this point, Michael in the dinosaur body... Helga does not die. No. 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 She's been, she's a party to murder with, uh, by killing Michael. So that's the thing we gotta point out. Michael wasn't dead. He was just unconscious when they cut his brain out. Yeah, he was just out by a punch. She's, yeah. she, she was licking blood earlier in the movie. She's... So maybe she's not that innocent, but she's not <laughs> the worst. Um, she's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So anyways, Michael comes out and the police open fire and they kill him apparently they shoot him somehow we're not well, quite my, sure my how. idea is that they like they blow his circuitry because like all the bullets passing through his body would like would destroy the the because like a robot 
needs to have circuitry like our central nervous system. So if you kill it, you kind of like shut it down. Luckily, his brain didn't die. Well, yeah, it wasn't until they were shooting at him that I was like, ah, right, he's a machine. I don't know if this is going to do it. But but it does. It does, apparently. Not all the way, though, because we do a fla- we do a fade out, then fade in, and Denise Tammy's is, coming home, and she's, she's happy. a big smile on her face, so then we know, oh, wait. He's not dead. <laughs> and her parents are like, I'm not sure it's healthy that she's this happy, like, right after, and her father's like, ah, you know, it's fine. He's up there. And you're like, oh, he's up there. So she runs upstairs, pours a glass of scotch, and starts talking to a video camera. Like it's, And then we hear Michael's voice from Paul Walker, and you're just like, oh. And which, how is that possible? How did they get his vocal so cords? So basically, she grabbed the brains from the T-Rex. She got the brains back, and she's Studied preserving some science, it. Because the scientist is she dead. it up to a video camera. She's got it ready with all those wires so she can give him a scotch. So she gives him a, a drink by pouring scotch just over his exposed brain. I love that. And they can still communicate with each other via this <clears throat> video camera. And basically it ends with him, her dancing <clears throat> for him and him, and saying, him having God, an orgasm. Please find a body well, already well, for me. We should point out that like she says, like, more. oh, I just heard that the whole a skiing crew died in an avalanche so they're going to try and find their frozen bodies and maybe we can put your brain in one of them and I like his response which is <laughs> I like skiing I like skiing <laughs> and so then she does kind of like a sexy dance yeah she's got that white lingerie on she does a whole sexy dance and he has I guess what you would call a brain orgasm where it just fires sparks and you're kind of like oh no he's going to he's going to kill himself and then credits and the movie's over well, yeah, he says it. can you like just find a body already I can't take this anymore and then she's like and then that's it yeah, credits. And that was Tammy and the T-Rex. Dun-dun. So, uh, a few more notes. There's not much on the making of the film. Um, but as we were saying, so this director is probably best it's known the for... the chef's secrets. Yeah, he's, he's probably... <laughs> the, so, um, so uh, what's his name? Raffle is probably best known for making Mac and Me from the 80s, which is the notorious E.T. ripoff, which I saw in lieu of E.T. growing up because my parents went to the video store and said, hey, can you give us that movie with the kid and the alien? And they gave my parents Mac and Me, so that's what I grew up watching. It, it appeared on... I watched it enough. It appeared on First Choice or one of those It was on a lot. Yeah, 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 it was on TV. Sorry? It was I, on more great yeah. movies, matinee uh, staples. Yeah. Well. yeah. I, I liked it as a kid, but mm-hmm. I... I, I watched it again as an adult, and it doesn't hold up. But it's 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 fascinating. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's very weird. They're like, well, I watched the version where it they actually to kill be the seen kid. To be believed. We we might have to watch it on the pod. We'll never watch it on a podcast. But it's 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 definitely no no. Um, they you? they. And what if we pick you? it sometime? Then I will use my executive veto. <laughs> you have veto power. I totally do. I could have vetoed Clifford, but I didn't because I, I believe in the integrity of the choosing process. Um, oh, apparently, you I'm do so not. Glad you did it, Clifford. Come on. Anyways, come on. but the re. Okay, I'm gonna pick Clifford for my thing. All right. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Oh, the first so, rewatch. Just so we can watch it again. Yes. Mm-hmm. By the way, we are for the next three episodes. It's going to be uh, Phil, Kit, and Lil choosing what movies we watch. Oh, wow. So, and then we're going to come back and do some good movies that I pick. Ah. But anyway, um, oh. yeah. Any, uh, any more trivia on this film? Yeah. What do you got? So, um, so the director also. Um, uh, one more thought on point on Mac. I mean, if you do want to revisit it on uh, Netflix. 
Netflix's revival of Mystery Science Theater 3000. They actually did an episode on it, and it's quite good because they talk over it and make fun of it. The inter- not make fun of it, but like crack jokes the entire time, and, it, and it's, it's a good way to watch that film. Um, so Raffle is also known for directing The Philadelphia Experiment, which he considers his personal favorite. As we said before, Ice Pirates and Mannequin 2, Mannequin on the Move. He also directed in the 90s the new Swiss Family Robinson and his latest film is the 2010 box office failure, an emerging cult film, Standing Ovation, which is described as one of the top picks by Phil Blankenship from the um, uh, from the New Beverly Cinema in Los Angeles, California, for modern cult films. The film stars the late Paul Walker as the titular T-Rex. It was his first lead role in a film, um, and he, of course, went on to star in the Fast and the Furious series, as well as the underappreciated thriller Joyride, and the films Into the Blue and Brick Mansions. And Running Scared. And Running Scared. He sadly passed away in a car crash in 2013. Running Scared was not a good movie, by the way. No. Brick Mansions was pretty good, though. What, what do we think about the skulls? Um, I, I remember it vaguely. Yeah. I, I remember that more of as, as a Joshua oh, Jackson joint. Yes. Toronto, shot in Toronto. Shot yeah. in Toronto. Um, the film also stars, of course, Denise Richards. Like this little cult thing? Yeah. It's like right, a fraternity. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, it also stars Denise Richards, as we were saying. This was her first leading role after previously appearing uncredited in an episode of Saved by the Bell, as well as small roles in Area Indiana, Seinfeld, Doogie Howser, M.D., and the films National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon Number 1, and the film Lookin' Italian. Oh, Theo Forsett, the actor who plays Byron, was also mm-hmm. in an episode of Doogie Howser, M.D. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you need to rewatch Area Indiana? I remember really liking that show. Uh, the Canadian version, Erie, Indiana, The Other Dimension, or the original Joe Dante version? The original the, Joe, Dante. The Joe Dante. Yeah, it was quite good. The original Joe Dante was good. I remember it was good but for a season. Well, it was only one season. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they, and, then they, right. and then it became a hit in Canada like after it was already canceled, and so they yeah. made a Canadian spinoff. But it was, was it still the kid from Matinee? No, because they he was too old. Like This yeah. was like three years later. Right. It became a hit in Canada. But Joe Flaherty was in the Canadian one? I don't think so. Okay. No. Um, so... Denise Richards would, of course, go on to star in the awesome Starship Troopers, the sort of icky, wild things. But the, still kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a classic. I feel like I want to return to that. It's a 90s growth. It's like, it's like, that's like a 90s teen movie that everyone watched in high school. And I wonder if kids now would be like, holy crap, you watched this movie? But the movie's so self-aware. Though, yeah. Like, it's so self-aware of its own absurdity. She also starred in the, in the high school satire, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, Gia Tolentino's favorite movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep. And uh, she was in the James Bond film The World Is Not Enough, where she played Dr. Christmas, I think was her name. That's... Leading to the joke, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Oh, good God. Yep. Oh, it, that's not enough to be in this movie. And then she married Charlie Sheen. We're not going to talk about that, because that was a bad no. period. That was a very bad period. Well, we wonder how she can get with a guy like uh, Billy. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Um, she would later go on to appear in the comedies Undercover Brother, Scary Movie 3, and Love Actually. Uh, right now, she has been doing a lot of direct-to-video to on-demand and streaming films, as well as several Christmas movies. No! You know what? Quentin Tarantino needs to resurrect Denise, Denise Richards' I, I believe so, too. Um, but most of her time now is actually not taken up by acting work. It's taken up by philanthropy uh, work. Um, so she does a lot of work with the American Humane Society uh, or Association, the Elizabeth Glasser... Uh, pediatric AIDS Foundation for children born with AIDS, uh, feeding America, dealing with like people who are on uh, on the poverty line and can't afford food, um, the Barbara Davis Center for Childhood Diabetes, and the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles. And she regularly speaks publicly in support of gay marriage. And she is also a strong advocate for adoption of children, as she herself has adopted children. Um, Good for her. Uh, the film, and finally, the film also stars the one and only, as we've mentioned many times, Terry Kaiser. 
He is best known for playing Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's and the corpse of Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's 2. Kaiser yeah, it's a corpse in the first one. Yeah, it's, it's a corpse but, in the first but he's, one, too. But in the second one, he's all corpse. Yeah, there's a brief period at the beginning of the first movie where he's a non-corpse. There's a solid half hour where he's okay, non-corpse. Okay, half hour. Um, Other non-corpse roles are uh, Friday 13th Part 7, The New Blood. Yes. Um, he also appeared in... Mannequin 2 on the Move. Mannequin 2, Mannequin on the Move. Um, his career goes all the way back to 1967 with the television series The Doctors. He's made appearances in a lot of well-known 1970s TV series like The Six Million Dollar Man, The Bionic Woman and Hawaii Five O. Is he still around and kicking? Oh yeah, he's still alive. We're gonna get to there. Um, so he broke into feature films with the film Fast Charlie, The Moonbeam Rider in 1979. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Um. He also appeared in many television shows in the 90s, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Blossom, The Golden Girls, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Baywatch Nights, Hell yeah. um, Walker, Texas Ranger, and Will and & Grace. He's still acting to this day, and his latest credit was in the film Farmer of the Year from 2018. Farmer of the Year. So, and he was born in 1939. So Are we all plotting of... Terry, Terry Kaiser for yeah, just working I, I, still? Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's, 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 he's in his 80s. He's, Good for he's him. Done his... Yeah. He's done his thing and he's still going. It's like when you see Fred Willard in a movie and you're and, like, ah, oh, uh, there he and, is. And Denise, yeah. too. She was, she was really good in this. Like, he had a bad she, spell there. She yeah. was heartfelt, you know. I worked with Fred Willard. I know you did. That yeah. was pre-scandal, Fred That Willard. was post-scandal, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 that was uh, it was a, he was fine. He was he's 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 he pops he, up and I think you should leave the uh, Netflix. Really, he's Tim I, Robinson Netflix. I always show, feel which like is it, very good by the it's, way. It's great that he's still working. I think that's what's keeping him going. But Fred Willard is when I worked with him, which was now eight years ago. He he was very old. He's still old now. I know, but like he, you could see him like struggling to like hold a. He had to hold a glass of scotch in a scene, and you could see him struggling to hold the glass under his own strength. So that could be his wrist. Yeah. So soul is still there. Oh, of course. He he was sharp as attack. Like he he improved a couple of lines. He's like, "Can I just do a take where I improv?" And the director was like, "All right." And he did it and killed it. And like as he was walking out, he went to me. He's like, "And that's why you always do one for the actor." Hell yeah! And I was like, "That's Fred freaking Willard from Anchorman and Best in Show and a lot of stuff." A mighty wind. Mighty wind. So many so many good good what films. Happened? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that was Tammy and the T Rex, guys. Phil, what are your final thoughts on Tammy and the T Rex? Loved it. Yes, that's what I want to hear. Stellar has to be seen to be believed. Mm-hmm. Must be experienced, whether alone with friends. <laughs> and I want to say, with friends, to anybody out there, like, what a stupid movie. I'm going to laugh at it. No, this film knows what it is and is embracing the silliness. It is a film about a, a girl singular entity in love with a dinosaur. It's a singular entity. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's fun. And that's it, Phil? That's basically it. Cool. Kit, what are your final thoughts on Tammy and the T-Rex? I liked it. <laughs> cool. Lil, what are your final <laughs> thoughts on Tammy and the T-Rex? Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um, you know, for what it was, it was great. It was steep. Uh, yeah, th- awesome. Yeah, Denise... Denise Richards was good in it, and uh, I think we, everybody was good in it. It was uh, it was fun. I, it's it's a bit it's a bit over the top. It's a bit uh, some of the jokes are pretty a lame. Bit. Three three stars for me, to be honest with you. But uh, I liked it. Okay, cool. Wow, two mm. uh, like uh, kind of nonplussed reactions. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, gang. Um, for me, the most amazing thing was just 
trying to remember what I saw when I was a kid because this film was on space all the time and realizing like I remember the dance that Denise Richards does at the end and even I was like that's a weird ending to this like very light movie and now you realize how horny the movie is well that's the thing like most of the horniness was not in the version I saw like there was no real crotch grabbing that I can remember like I don't know if they shot alternative scenes to make it PG or if they just cut certain things out before like oh the cops are going to scatter just like a 20 minute cut it was it was like maybe like eighty minutes, okay. but like like yeah, and like the all movie the gore. We watched was like eighty minutes. It was it was ninety. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. So like I'm I'm ten minutes of just raunch. It's always amazing. Oh, cool. like the scenes of her like riding him, and it was like different. Um, I don't know what that effect was. But oh, they used like a, like when he would walk around. And, yeah, they used some early computer graphics in this film just yeah. to, to animate some, him for some white of them were rough. Yeah, they were a little rough. When he's attacking the party, it's like oh yeah, he's not there. No, um, but. Yeah, and it's none of this like Frankenstein, Mary, Sh- Mary Shelley type thing. It's like so removed from that. It's just completely like one day this happened, the next day it's in a dinosaur's brain. Like, what else? Are you, what else are you gonna do? One day you're a mild mannered high school student. The next day you're a robotic Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's it's yeah. fun. I, I would yeah. rate. I'd say three stars. That's, but it's a fun three isn't stars. That, isn't that that's like one of the like core like what is it? Man versus man, man versus nature, man versus self, and then man becomes dinosaur. That's like the that's fourth. One of the. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I've seen you can this. only write yeah, four stories, and uh, it's one of them. Man becomes dinosaur is like up there. Yeah. Man so, becomes mechanical dinosaur specifically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the twist that they put on it. Um, so yeah, I really like this uh, film. Two or three hands. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like there's a third hand. Yeah, out yeah, yeah. Many times. <laughs> Anyways, that was Tammy and the T-Rex. Thank you so much for listening. We're gonna be back oh, next hey, time. Next time, Phil, Phil is going to. Uh, He's picking reveal, the next movie. He's gonna reveal his pick. So what is your pick, Phil? Oh my God! Drum roll, please. <laughs> Don't say Clifford again. Yes, Clifford again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Clifford two. <laughs> Actually, it will be 1991 cult classic and possibly first movie we've done on the podcast directed by a woman. I and hope that's first not true. Keanu Reeves movie we've done on the podcast for sure. And the first Patrick Swayze movie we've done on the podcast. And I believe the first surfing movie we've done on the podcast. Was there some surfing in Ninja Warrior 6? Karate Warrior 6. No. Oh. no. No, no, there wasn't. No, there, okay. there was motocross. No, Some right. Derby. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, quote unquote motocross. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would. Mm-hmm. But also the first movie, skydiving movie? Probably, yeah. The first movie that we Have watched. You guessed the afford. movie listener? Also the first Gary Busey movie. Oh, Ooh. the Juicy Busey. Point Break. Hey, yes. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. The one where Keanu Reeves fires a gun into the air whilst going, ah! As told of in Hot Fuzz. So yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see this. I'm also excited not to do research for a week. So, Phil, next time we'll be back watching Point Break. So, for Death by Video. I've been Phil. I've been Kit. You've been. You've been. Lil. <laughs> and I am still Graham saying, please be sure to rewind. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to us. Keep watching awesome movies. Good night. Good night. Good night. Follow.
trees and some 